Slider. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 104 of Tactical Crouch. We are a competitive Overwatch podcast. I am Kick Tripod, joined by Yiska and Volamel. We've got an incredible show for you. A lot of things to talk about. Um, May the... the is done, and we have uh, a lot of thoughts that we're going to bring to you on the show today, so... Thanks for being here. Yeah, we're going to get started. Let's do that. Uh, hey, guys. Did you have a good weekend? I had a fantastic weekend. You had a good weekend? Beautiful weekend. Good. Scenic weekend. What was your favorite part of your weekend? Oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Coming with the hard questions here on Tactical Crouch. Jeez. It felt like... It, it was it was like old times, right? It felt kind of nostalgic, like waking up super early, you know, trying to catch these games, you know, not getting to see the the super important ones, but catching some later, just like the atmosphere. It was it felt nice. It felt it felt like a return to to a, an essence of what we could be. Hopefully, we can get there though. Mm-hmm. It was oh, good. Yeah, such a good time. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. A lot of great games this weekend. We're not going to spoil it all right now, though. We are going to do the housekeeping things, get ready to go. Whoo, man. It was a dream in chat says it definitely reminded me of Overwatch glory days. And I yeah. don't think that we uh, I don't think that we would disagree with you. I, I was uh, telling the guys before we started the show, I go, let's play a prank prank on everybody. And let's just come out just absolutely all over May Melee and be like, oh, it didn't do this. And like Blizzard didn't do enough here. And ooh, some of the teams are bad. And, and then uh, we decided not to. But we're gonna be I, like, I couldn't. Yeah, I we couldn't. couldn't do it to you guys. Uh, y'all are too nice. Yeah. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve to be treated like that. Don't ever let anybody treat you like that. That's right. I also don't Life know how I'd even begin to make that argument other than like yeah. assist delay or something <laughs> like that. Like I'd, I'd have to really get to my lag back to make that point. Mm. I prefer no stakes in my Overwatch. Uh, so no stakes yeah. and um, I, I like the ambiguity of kind of knowing who's playing who and why. I think that that was really great. Mm. And um I kind of miss seeing um, my favorite heroes get uh, get traded out every once in a while, just so that oh, yeah. you know, just so that I'd... absence makes the heart grow fonder, is what they yeah. say. And if if I can see all of my heroes on a given week, mm. how am I supposed to miss them and therefore enjoy them? Hero pools is the chastity belt. Of gaming. <laughs> Why are you like this? Just saying. Uh, 
Do I clip that? Do I hit my clip button now that I have one? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> filter. Are the oh. chastity belt. I'm literally going to, I'm going to make a naked picture of Yiska wearing a chastity belt over the, the area. And it's just mm. going to be like a picture of McCree or something over the area. McCree with like a stop sign, the face crossed out and desaturated. Yeah gonna be that's what it's gonna be there we go hey we did uh we did the thumbnail now we just need to come up with a show title a show title and you just have to type it up it'll be easy we're doing your uh, job for you hey everybody welcome to episode 104 of tactical crouch we're happy that you're here the show records live monday and wednesdays at noon pacific time a lot of people have been asking hey what are you guys gonna do on wednesday because we have uh so many weeks off before the next overwatch league game uh, we're going to do our best to get, and you guys have asked for this and, and we want to do this. Uh, we've been, we're going to try our best to do, uh, get some guests on here for the Wednesday shows. And, uh, we're always trying to get guests. It's just, it's really hard for anybody involved with the leagues or with the teams to come on when, uh, they don't have breaks. So you have to kind of wait for them to have breaks or, uh, for somebody to just be completely ungodly with their schedule, have something open up or whatever. Uh, but we do have a guest, and that's going to be Dream. Dream's going to be coming on, coach for the Houston Outlaws, uh, talking about uh, his thoughts on, uh, obviously, the Outlaws. We're going to ask him a lot of Outlaws questions, ask him about the May Melee, the format, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's going to be uh, huge poggers. It's going to be a ton of fun. Tune in Wednesday at noon Pacific time. Have a Dream. Do you have questions for Dream? Tweet us, tactical underscore crouch. Put it in the Croucher's Discord or in the podcast discussion um, section or email us. Uh, no, don't email us. I don't have an email for us anymore. So uh, you guys should play comp for those week breaks. Yeah, we'll just we'll just play comp together. Uh, it's fun because when we do play, I've played comp with Joe a few times. And when we do, we always call in Coach Volamel. And he tries to like... He tries to lead a bunch of like gold players and do like a strategy for taking Please a point, no. and it's just bad. Uh, nice. It's bad. We did though. I think the the sure. most success we've ever had running, and this is this is the case for most people. The most success I've seen people have running uh, compositions and trying to coach them through it on the ladder is just kick tripod dive. Mm-hmm. Um, it just tends to do the best. It doesn't matter if you're uh, top five hundred or bronze. Um, it just, it doesn't matter if you've got your seasoned coach or your brand it's new true. game, it's just kick tripod is intuitive. It makes sense. And it's difficult to defend against. Mm. So, um, you cost two, two, two. Basically I did. Basically I broke, I broke the game here. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so cool. Three Linux wrote a, uh, did a little fan art. Tactical crouch. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yo, it's oh, sick. It's so, so cool. Wait, what's this? In chat. Sorry. Uh, for the That's audio listeners, um, th- uh, we had somebody post fan art. We never get fan art, and I kind of think it's awesome. really awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. That looks so cool. Wow, dude. Nice. Look at that. Joe, you look so badass. Um, anyways, hey, guys. Welcome to it. Let's get into the news. Um, before we do, big thank you to our patron producers, Battlecrab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L Audio, Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha67, Kuchikopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, and Refined Bean, and Rex Zane. I almost said Zex Rain. 
I'm gonna have to figure that out. Also a sick name. Sounds like a Mass Effect character. Retzane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big thank you to our patron producers. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch or subscribe at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. Those are great ways uh, to do that. Let's discuss uh, what's going on in the uh, Overwatch League before we discuss May Melee, and that is going to be some roster moves. We got roster moves coming in. We'll go through these relatively quickly. Um, Boston Uprising first added Mikey Joe. Sure did. Thoughts? It is a little strange for them to be signing a main tank with fusions on the roster. I don't see like that changing anytime soon. So it's kind of bizarre. Um, I won't lie to you. I have no idea who this person is. I have very little to say about them. Um, interesting. Boston kind of, you know, adding adding some sort of redundancy to their roster. I, I don't hate it, but I also give give it some some skeptical eyes. I don't know what this means, if it means anything. Um, they don't really know how to judge it either. So it's interesting ish. Kind of like eh. at least they're not standing still. Yeah, I, I can't. One, I don't don't hate that. If there's one thing that Boston has shown uh, in the past, you know, two and a half seasons. So at this point is their ability to find relatively unknown players for a good price and have them turn out to strong performances. I agree. I don't know a whole lot about them. Um, and we'll have to see. I don't, uh, yes. anything to add anything your EU brain sees here? Mm, not really. And I be honest, it's really hard to keep up with contenders at the moment. Um, mm. It is. So, um, in that regard, I know the big players, but like, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that I saw the, these recruitments coming. Mm. Um, but yeah. I will say, if if they have a positive track record going forward and if Punk really has kind of changed the, the face of this roster, then hopefully Mikey can can continue that trend and bring them some some added wins as well. So, good yeah. things. I like I like the point of not staying stagnant. Iteration is good. So, props to Uprising. At least we're moving somewhere. I think uh, a lot of people too are going to immediately draw to when you when you add depth to a position, especially on Boston, it could mean that they're looking for buyers or they have a buyer. Um, and yeah, so, sure. you know, you're like, I don't know why would they, they would do this when they have fusions. Well, you know, mm -hmm. fusions is also one of the quote unquote best players on the team. So naturally that would be somebody Boston would decide to move. Uh, yeah. At least if you look at their track record in that. Another one True. though, the brand new Vancouver Titans added uh shockwave who, mm. um, I think, I don't know for me, I thought had an admirable performance this weekend. I think, uh, Great. I think it was out of, out of the performances we saw, I think it was, one of the better, if not the best performance out of a justice player that we saw at the very least, it was the most, uh, visible performance. Yeah. Um, on the good side, yeah. but there, you know, there, there could be stuff going on behind the scenes of, uh, that mm. you guys see that I don't because you have brains. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think, um, we, I, I look at this in a positive light. Titans adding new people, new blood, adding, um, 
not necessarily a, a known quantity, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But not, not a Mikey though either, right? Like, yeah, not not somebody. I definitely heard the name Shockwave thrown around a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Again, still not super familiar with him, but what he showed on stage. There was some promise there. I will say that I wasn't a giant fan of their kind of one dimensional, just have him turn off voice chat and just run flanks all day. I feel like that was kind of picked up on pretty quickly and past that point. It it wasn't exactly zero good words about the guy was not a super big fan, but you know, it did work Two maps straight. It did work. But it also gets shut down pretty easily once you go, hey, this guy is just always behind us. Why don't we kill him? That's and then what he backpedaling looks like, chat. That's what it looks like. Sorry, uh, did you have uh, soul? What was it that you that you double backed on on your article? It was Chengdu yeah, right. versus who? You 50-50. Yeah, you, was it Chengdu versus soul? I mean, and you sure. said Chengdu on the show and then wrote Soul? Yeah, but between then and there, uh, Slime was picked up. So, still have, uh, still have plausible deniability. Did but that he didn't slime, play, did but I thought he would. Uh, did you? I, I thought he would, yeah. I believe he thought he'd play, but I don't think that he believes that that was going to be like a deciding factor in yeah. somehow beating Chengdu. Anyways. Anyways, uh, Titans I don't believe them, you. Uh, Shockwave. <laughs> I, I, think, I think at the very least, uh, he he immediately made an impact on the roster, right? Yeah, Which yeah is, for sure. 100%. Uh, something that I think that you want to see from your uh, new players. And we'll have mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of see. There's big shoes to fill when Corey and Stratus are gone. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, why did I say that? That was Justice, not Titans. Never I mean, mind. they're kind of like the same color. They, I honestly, I, so there's no, no joke, especially now that they're just like too. Sh- shut up chat. Uh, now that they're just two rosters of nobodies, uh, they're just basically the same to me. Mm. One's Korean. One's Western. It's like me. Washington state and Vancouver are right next to each other in Washington, DC. I don't even like equate it to Washington, DC anymore. Like it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Anyways, uh, Toronto defiant ad. Uh, how did they say this? Is it just Zick? Zick? Zeke? Uh, Zeke to a 14 Something day like contract. Seemed okay. Seemed fine. I think the bigger thing here with Toronto is where sure for What's up, Wisher for? Where's Agilities? Why, why, why not Agilities? No. Uh, Get those Canadians out of my Canadian team! <laughs> and they're gone. <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we doing there, Toronto? What are, what, what's up with, with your star players? No Mangachu? No? I guess he's kind of a coach now. That, that's true. I hear Valorant's coming out soon. That is true. That is true. I mean, we shouldn't clown. We that could be very valid reasons. We yeah, I'm not clowning. I'm just, I'm just, you know, hands yeah. up there. Like, we why are we signing? Not problem. As, right, yeah. like there's valid reasons for these people not to not show up. Mm. Um, and I also think uh, it was okay. I think uh, a well performing show for us, of course, an asset to that team, as sure. he would be for t- too many teams. But uh, yeah, I kind of. I kind of like that they're, you know, 
widening the roster. I'm not sure if they could have gotten uh, someone else. I also don't mm -hmm. know much about Zeke. Yeah. Or however he's pronounced. I don't even know how his name is pronounced. So, mm. um, but yeah, that's more to, towards me being ignorant. That that says more about me not watching contenders than probably it does for him. Yeah. I got to change that, by the way. I need to get back on the contenders train. It's been tough. It's a lot of stuff going Especially on. adding two shows. It's just like, yeah. there's a lot to yeah. prepare yeah. for. Lots of wow. Uh, lots of Owl as well, and then mm -hmm. of course lots of Valorant. So yep. playoffs More are coming up for for contenders around the world. So that'll be interesting. Got to kind of catch up for that, and that'll be a nice a nice uh, Owl substitute for for the time being, I suppose. Yeah, I'm already pretty close to seventy hours per week for esports. So adding yeah. contenders. And to be fair, if I was to add a contenders region, it would also be Korea, of course. Mm -hmm. Just from a payoff and uh, storytelling perspective, that's the bigger yield there, right? Yeah. Sadly the case, but, or you may feel about that how you like, but um, yeah, we'll see how that develops. Um, in, in general, I, I kind of, it's kind of nice that people are picking up fresh blood because they don't miss that these like most of these pickups actually make sense in the moment mm -hmm. and they are also playing pretty well if you think punk um of course some of them are completely opaque right now where's twilight where's slime right yeah. like um for them it's more like are they are they picking up those players for the long play to sell them eventually what's the thing there but there's definitely teams that pick up good players out of necessity and are gaining based on that. So, uh, and for those recruitments, it's actually quite fun to see them integrated as they are promising players and with the right coaching, they can mm -hmm. develop themselves. Totally. Um, the other big ones, uh, Washington Justice signed Janu to long-term, uh, to a longer-term contract and promote Pre to GM. Uh, we're going to stay away from like the, let's just, we're going to move forward. I think on the justice on this one in the sense of there's a new regime. I think we had a long mm -hmm. good discussion about everything last week, but, um, yeah, Jen, Jen is there full term, uh, on a, uh, on a longer term contract. Now, do you like that? Um, in, in a vacuum. Depends. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like that because it is a sign to what's it, that moving in a different direction. Mm. Um, and someone like Janu should only sign if there was promise. Promises made and which will likely be kept. So um, in that regard, yeah. I mean, there's still a bunch of really good uh, Korean um, like assets out there to be signed. Mm -hmm. Huxal is still out there. True. Mag, once, when the Overwatch League comes back, he's of age. Um, then, who else could we think about? Like, who else from, from uh, Vancouver? Somensu is not signed yet. True. Um, strictly speaking, Jaehong is not signed, signed yet. I think Nice becomes of age next season nice. as well. So if you're going Mag, like... Who doesn't want to kind of already form a, a DPS tank duo? 
two great yeah. players be a great way to to kind of lead yourself into a, a brighter 2021 can't complain there you know yeah. fully great and definitely sets you up for success so i think they in a theory Johnny long term seems okay, but I I just can't get over like the heartbreak for Elivo. Like, kid yeah. tried his butt off and did yeah. really well on this team, and yeah. now he's just being kind of like ponied around. Like, hey, look, it's Elivo. He's doing our interviews and stuff. It's, it's just it just feels really bad. It also feels like they missed their their train to a hybrid roster that could be very potent once yeah. Corey retires because that like having an elite player like Corey. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to fight for respect from Korean players at all if you're this good, yep. and um, if you can attract like maybe one or two more uh, Western guys with like solid, um, with solid skill and also leadership, and then add Koreans on top and make it a really like you know like the long play, the thing that the shock did, the thing that uh, the the fusion do. Then, because you have more access to to the entire market, you can just adapt to the market forces way better mm-hmm. and create the stronger roster and are more flexible and more robust to these volatility states. So, mm-hmm. um, sadly, that seems to have been they they might have missed their window there because honestly, I don't know if any of their let me think if I'm not other than Elvot, who probably shouldn't play be played ahead of Janu. Is there any Western player that you would field there? Instead of Janu? No, instead of um just like something you could uh angle a hybrid roster around. Nobody jumps out at me. Like, especially coming out of contenders, but there again, like we've been saying, I, I haven't really given contenders a good sift through. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. Um, yeah, nobody kind of leaps off the page right now. And plus, I've always been I've always been one to kind of keep it insular a little bit. I've, that That's kind of been where we see we don't see eye to eye, rather, mm-hmm. is I agree with you that in the long run that, you know, Mixed rosters are probably the way to go, but to build out the team and where it is now, I probably would stay full Korean. So, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of where I butt heads with you. I'd, I'd like to keep, I'd like to see Justice commit to going full Korean, have a full Korean coaching staff, and try to recruit players that way. And then in the future, if if things allow for it, maybe go mixed. But yeah, I, I've always been. Keep it, keep it one language. Make it easier. Yeah, right. I can see that, and definitely in the short term, like yeah. this season's like is a wash, right? Definitely. So injustice, like yeah, right. So let's uh, I, I as interesting as these things are, we're gonna have time to I think discuss more, and I expect that we'll yeah, we see got more. We'll see more roster moves probably over the next few weeks um, as mm-hmm. we get into um the next melee and everybody's got a chance to practice and sign and focus on those things. So instead, what we're going to do is let's actually talk about the May melee. And, uh, before we discuss last week's, uh, results, let's discuss what is going to happen moving forward. So right now we we've got three weeks off. We've got a three week break from overwatch league matches 
They're going to be returning on June 13th and 14th. Do we call it the summer skirmish, the summer showdown, or the summer smackdown? It's going to be a great question. Uh, we'll see what the they do. July joust. July joust is bad. Uh, the July jamboree. Jamboree jubilee. Jubilee. Jambalaya. Jambalaya. That's a food. Katie made jambalaya last week, and it was so good. Never had jambalaya. It's good. It's it's good. Uh, anyways, uh, so after that, we're gonna have three weeks of uh presumably seeding competition before we go into a regional tournament again. So it looks mm. like we're taking a crack at May Melee round two. I don't believe we have any more specifics than that at this point in time, but they said that more info is going to be coming out in the coming days. Yes. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Let's do it again. Let's do mm-hmm. it again. I'm fine with that. This is way, this is way better than, um, than, than just the, the 28 games home online only no stake best of four kind of this is good yep big good. big good we're good we're happy bye yiska hi yiska oh my god i'm i'm sorry it's all good yeah anyways good on the cameras he's back yeah we're good we're okay. fine sorry anyways so it's coming back overall optimism here i believe Oh yeah, this is this is fantastic. I'm glad that we're getting another one. Um, I part of me wants to ask for more. Hopefully, there is more news coming. Um, I, I hate to continue to beat the drum, but it's like we still have a problem. We haven't really addressed it. We haven't really talked much about it. Oh God, yeah. See, why? What are we doing with hero pools? You've left the door open, Blizzard. Everything right now is on such a high. Why don't you just put us out of our misery and just get rid of it? Just end it all. Just it would be dude, like, perfect timing. Why is there not an immediate draw after this week's of matches? Might that be an indicator that someone's talking about it? I'd look into it. Maybe there's someone pushing for that. Hopefully, I'm not. I mean, I, team, I mean, we 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 know that people have been right. Nobody's yeah. happy about this. Yeah. If anything, yeah. they're trying to find Some a solution. Just, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's finding a solution. But why do we need to find a solution if it's just inherently bad? Just I think. It. I think. Maybe we're at this point in the season where we can't, we where we wouldn't expect uh, it to all fall into one meta again. And there is a thing to be said about features that are inherently flawed by mm-hmm. introduced to. And I was going to write an article about this, and I, there's probably one coming anyway. I'll I'll uh, put it in a. In a um, in an article to just to have it all out there and have it yeah. better framed. But the basic idea is there is such a thing as aggressively patching the fanbase. And how do you do that? You introduce features that teach people certain skills to do stuff. Right? So 
in the same sense how we are breeding a a generation of autodidactic learners by this pandemic and having children teach themselves their schoolwork we are raising a coaching staff a player staff that has learned to build compositions right and mm -hmm. with that and the proven track record that maybe for everyone outside the absolute top tier, it is worth playing those diverging compositions. But it is also the case that teams have moved their bar charts. If you guys remember, and I'm quickly going to reiterate what, what Christopher said, but it's basically bar charts in terms of the archetypes, meta archetypes that you're playing. So Rush, if your team has played a lot of Rush, and has constantly gravitated towards it, your bar chart of that is higher. If your region has played a lot of Sombra, your bar chart of that is higher, and you're more likely to gravitate towards these comps. Now, the bar charts, like the overlap of bar charts in the Overwatch League overall is very diverse right now. So in order for it to all diverge into one, system once again where everyone's playing the same meta it were, uh, would require probably about as much time if not more to even get people on the same train to think like this again yep. so i think if you took hero pools away now there's still residual muscle build up that like that you, you worked out that compositional building muscle you worked out that sombra muscle you worked sure. up that dive muscle for that team and that rush muscle for that and for that to atrophy it would take longer than the season lasts is what i believe mm -hmm. so i think if you're and you might very well be concerned for diversity leaving hero pulls out would now create a cool situation where people are playing towards their preferred archetypes and would likely gravitate towards um like uh, the way they they want to play the game in that particular moment and will explore into these directions as well unless they have heavy changes or have b teams and all this type of stuff right mm -hmm. um if that hypothesis is true and once again we also have a we have breaks right now. We have a pretty sizable break even. Yeah. Which, by the way, I commend the Overwatch League for. I'm not sure why that is, why we have that break. But it is distressing a lot of uh, situations. Unless there's something happening within that break that I, that I don't know about. But I think my take is we're taking, we're depressurizing the, the league. We're giving them a little bit of rest and we're taking that time to reassess the situation. Win-win for mm -hmm. everyone, once again. Yes, this is fantastic. Again, commend, commencements I to wanna, uh, the help team. I, I think I'm kind of reiterating a couple of your points, but I, I might approach it from just a different enough angle that um, I'm going to say it. I, I don't know. Like, I agree with you, Yiska, that, you know, if we just go no hero pools for the rest of the season, that we likely see a bit more d diversity um, because there's not enough time to really figure out uh, the, the quote-unquote meta, assuming that there is a meta to figure out, which is not a wrong assumption, I would say. But I don't think that it's a very good, like, long-term stability solution 
And I worry about that. Like for me personally, I want to see changes in the league that are long-term stabilized or long-term move us toward uh, a solution that isn't just like, oh, you know what? Now <clears throat> hero pools aren't going to really affect that much anymore. So let's just cut them off now uh, kind of thing. And I think that you can't really communicate that ahead of time without getting kind of, then you have teams practicing without hero pools ahead of time. And now they're practicing two metas because they need to be ready for no hero pool meta as well as hero pool meta. And I, I mean, what's happening right now? That's, that's exactly what's happening, right? We don't know. Right. We don't want during that. this break. Yeah. During this break, you think they're practicing for no hero pool and hero pool? I mean, the, unless there is an official word to the teams right now. And I have to assume as much. Like, I don't know if teams know. What, what I mean, I don't think I don't know if with. they know what the next hero pool is. Um, but, but they know that the system's in place where I, you might have I, a qualifier wanna, where yeah, hero pools are in. I want to I want to believe that they the teams know if there's going to be hero pools and when. Like I want to I want to believe I want to believe, and I've Overwatch has earned my trust a bit here to say that the teams know. Maybe. Hey, teams, the MSL open. Tell me if you know. Yeah. Tell us if <laughs> because you know. Because there's definitely teams that don't even know where they're playing next, right? Like, that's definitely a thing. That is a thing. Uh, and maybe it's a good thing to be like, you know what? You guys take a week off <laughs> and we're going to tell you next week and you have two weeks to prepare. I uh, guess in that sense, yeah, there's, there's like a fort by having that complete knowledge bubble. It's like, not practicing maybe isn't as bad and recuperating like, might actually be the, you the know, play. more yeah. team building type stuff and regrouping and, and doing the things around the actual gameplay. Maybe that makes the most sense. Sure. Um, I, I will say this and somebody posted uh Huck's tweet in chat as well. I wanted to bring up the point um, anyways, is that uh, Huck felt that hero pools helped teams experiment in a way that when the the rails were taken off mm -hmm. uh teams were able to be more comfortable and more free in their confidence picks and and kind of be able to exercise muscles that they might not have would we would we have seen dive with no hero pools if we didn't have arisa uh gone before yes uh, or whatever like and that's a bad example because you know me, I don't remember those types of things. But no, no, I, I, I don't the, think it's a strat thing. Hopefully you understand the point I'm trying to make though. Is yeah, that hundred percent. And so um anyways. No, really fast though. Uh, one to, to kind of cap this off because I have a couple points. Um I don't think the the removal of hero pools would increase diversity. I think it would take away the manufactured diversity and give you genuine strategies that people are actually buying into and perform really well on. What we have to remember also with these like really stringent and like kind of strangholdy metas of last season is that everybody was in one singular place. Everybody was in LA. So everybody just scrimmed each other on really low ping, really never got to experiment much with anything. And some people that did, just were shunned out like a Chung do like anybody like a valiant of this season, you know, Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a fraudulent comp. You know, that's dishonest. You know, we're not going to scream you. We're going to blacklist you. You're no, you're no good. You're no good to us. You're no, you're, you're bad practice. That doesn't happen now because everything is so, you know, you're playing as a contenders team. You're having to really buy into these 
comfort picks, which teams were already doing going into this season because of how not diverse, but how different practice was going to have to be with travel in mind. So I still go back to the shows months ago. I felt it feels like which is accurate, but this was always going to happen. These these metas that were there existent, but different for each team. They they had their color, you know, the mayhem's compositions and the souls composition. What, what's soul good at versus what's Philly's good at? They're all different. It's not going to be this black and white binary. If it's either metas are, you know, strangulating the game and you only get to play one thing and it's mandatory or nothing at all. And everything has to be crazy. No, there is a middle ground. And we're seeing that now. We were always going to see that. Here it is. We don't need multiple different rails. We don't need 15 different rail carts to jump to. Just leave it be. It will settle out in a good place. I am 100% okay with uh, melee. We'll call them melee length hero pools with a uh, pretty major balance chance or ballad, balance patch between them. Sure. I, I, I mean, if, if we okay have to with that, I don't, I, so I think we need to see what it would look like with no hero pools with aggressive balance changes, which blizzard has not done yet. And Joe, nope. I know you want to see that. And I know that every step towards that we go to the better it gets is only more That's... of a justification for your implementation. I personally think that, uh, it, where they haven't, Blizzard hasn't gotten my trust is in their ability to um, balance effectively. Sure. And in that respect, and I, and I don't think that that's, I think that there's just, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into that, that I think we maybe underplay and wanting, wanting, you know, weekly, bi-weekly aggressive patch changes and stuff isn't something that we're likely to ever see. But I think uh, like a five, six week, Sure. change i think if they can't make aggressive changes in six weeks then at this point i'm kind of like why are you trying to be an esport but mm-hmm. yeah anyways i i don't want to go real too fast down. on on that point though nope, mine's the last one just kidding <laughs> go <ahead>. okay <laughs> go ahead you don't get better at that at, at practicing or flexing that muscle to kind of use yusuke's analogy if you don't do it and that's what hero pools really has been is just it, not an admission but you could see how people could frame it that way is like, we really don't know how to balance this game. We're just going to put the system in place, let it run a couple patterns and <sighs> come out the other end. I hopefully don't think that that is an admission that they don't know how to no, balance no. the game. That's not what I'm saying. But you can see how people could see it that way and say, like, well, you're not balancing it. You're just kind of you say you're going to aggressively balance it, but you don't. And now you just have this system that's just inherently broken, inherently broken. And, and you're not doing anything about it. So it's like, I could agree. I'm, I'm on board. We have to change this system. It's not healthy. I, if, it's one, if it's one month hero pools, I'm okay with that. If it's no hero pools, I'm also okay with that. I'd much prefer that, but I'm okay with either or. But the system has to change inherently. That's as cynical as I'll be. Fair enough. And at the end of it, let's be very clear. Uh, all of us are very happy with the Overwatch that we saw Over this the past weekend. It was, I, I remember thinking of tweets about it and I was getting teary eyed about it. I was so happy and just so yeah. elated about it. Uh, and yeah, exactly. Best weekend of Overwatch and we on Hero Pools. Let's go. Heat Wallace, Wal- Walrus, you're right. 
we're done talking about that. Good thing that there's timestamps for the YouTube listeners. Um, so you can, you can bypass, but if you're hearing about it now, we're already done with it. In which case now, you know, so, Hey, it's true. All right. Let's discuss some of these matches. Lots of matches to discuss. And, uh, we're going to go through the, you guys just want to go through the NA bracket first. Ah, uh, no, let's, let's change it. No, up. I think Asia was kind of boring. You do think Asia was kind of boring? Outside of the finals, it was pretty weak. Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, come on. I'm interested to hear what you have to say then. Hold on. Something needs to be said. Sure. Get it out of the way. So, I believe that there was one of us, just only one, who said that people are overreacting on Soul. It's true. And I, uh, this person, handsome voice. Mm -hmm. Handsome face, great so. sense of style. Uh, I like the hoodie. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. That's from my mom. Uh, thank you. Great mom. sense of style. Had said that uh, people are overreacting to the Soul Dynasty, and that they don't deserve the hits in the power rankings that they're getting right now, based off of really just one and a half questionable performances. People are subbing in chat right now. That's how hard they agree with that. ZT Money agrees. Just kidding. Thank you, ZT Money. Um, Seoul defeating Hangzhou 3-0, Guangzhou 3-2. Joe, uh, what are your thoughts? What, what do you have to say about that? I mean, I know we didn't make a Lord bet because you chickened no, out we on didn't. it last week. No, I Seoul's another team with the players they have now that... Again, I referenced this on the show and we've talked about this, this attribute of this London Spitfire core that can just turn it up when they seemingly want to. Going into the charge game after watching them just kind of dismantle the spark, I still wasn't convinced. I went, dude, the spark did not play at I don't know if it was I don't know if this loss. was a pickup game. It, it, it was so much a spark loss that it was hard to attribute it as a soul. Yeah. I get it. I understand that. Spark just did nothing. Yeah. It, it felt like they took three fights the entire map. Like, like it was one fight on one map. And enter NYXL and be like, what would we it do was, against Shanghai? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the only, like, other than NYXL, sh Shanghai, of course. But, like, yeah, it was disappointing, but it was also kind of understandable why they, like, I don't know. I think they are sort of in a transitional period where. Once, once Arketing comes in, sure. Um, I'm not sure what else they might be wanting to do with that roster. I'm not leaking anything here. Just yeah. saying, like maybe that's something else. But if you were, they need to restructure. What would you be leaking um, right now? No, actually, I I'm actually really don't know. I, th I just thought, um, Arch pick getting architect, architect maybe, um, kind communicates of like a commitment towards yeah. the, the the rest of the season. And uh, that very well might think, be, but you don't just. It yeah, they bring on inactivity for for no reason. So like it it makes sense what you're saying, but it doesn't excuse the the horrible performance against Seoul. There's a difference between yeah. a three zero and a three zero. Yeah, and that was that was a three zero. Yeah, uh, not to be confused with a three zero. Yeah, and there are those, but none of those were those. No, so unfortunate. Right. Yeah, I mean that that is Sorry. not the exciting part about this uh, region, though. Like, I think 
what is exciting is you see that the spark will eventually get there. Right? Not really. Or at least what gave you potential. hope? I'm architect when he comes in, you know? I'm hoping. They, they so, need to do some massive restructuring or this kid's coming into a, a team that had that kind of a performance. Yeah, I mean... You, see, you know what I'm saying? I, I, hope, I hope they can turn it around, but... In those that ways, was rough. Th this this week functioned in the in the ways what was done. This functioned like a hero pool week, right? It did. Because, it did. Um, like I, I'd like to see them uh, in all the other weeks. And there's some idiot like even this no hero pool week still advantaged some teams of others. Like Florida was advantaged sure, by yeah. hero pools. Hero pools. And we'll talk about this later. No hero pools by are no a hero, hero pool. Pool, so. Right. Christopher I, in and some even sense, Senate, right? Yeah. Like like no hero pools are a hero pool. Sorta. Yeah. So No, they are. Um because I said it. They are. But that's the the exciting stuff in this region is is look at the divide between the worst team and the best team. Shanghai can take, uh, sorry, London can take Shanghai to map five. I'm not even sure if London is the worst team in that region anymore. I don't think they are. Anymore. Chengdu can take NYXL to map five. Spark, ha we have reasons to believe that they can go further. Charge, theoretically, also could be better. There is, like, you have probably, like, Shanghai is the best team. And then you have, like, based on the day and, like, the, the hero pool and the, you know, like, what kinds of things are running into each other. Mm. So many teams that could be the second best team in the league and the third and the fourth and the fifth. Where, yes, there's mild ranking there, but mm. in, in all actual fact, there's, if you look at the, how they beat each other in a circle... Like how Spark sometimes wins uh, yeah, against yeah. Charge and also wins um, against Soul, and then NYXL comes in, but they also don't have a chance against Shanghai. But then they play another team close. Like I, I don't know. Like the, the the this entire structure also with Soul, of course, being like um, really volatile. Like I, uh, as I said in the in the article that I wrote today. I think there's an argument to be made that this region is being kept volatile by the scrim the, the, the size and the scrim bubbles therefore having different forms. So if one team finds out something meta optimal, mm -hmm. think about how scrim bubbles could be different, that it takes maybe a day or two in order to travel to, to another team on the other side of the bubble. Yeah. Or how if one team in NA plays a comp, plays a second team, that second team plays, and the the size of their uh, their practice pool is probably bigger, where it permeates or like spreads the virus yeah. spreads of that torp virus, whatever yeah. spreads quicker, and therefore you don't have the same volatility where like someone's completely popping off or completely gone. Mm -hmm. um, in NA as much as you have in, in Asia because it, we, at this point we also have to say it's not no longer just Seoul and just Chengdu to a degree that the fact that a London can hang with Shanghai also kind of transports that same idea right 
And then sometimes Spark can also clap uh, Soul 3-0 and th this mm. type of stuff. So in that sense, I mean, it's that that just makes Asia a region where every game could potentially be a fun one. Sure, and that yeah. is not currently the case in NA, where if Justice plays Fusion, that's not going to be a good game. Mm -hmm. If what? Uh, sorry, if te uh, Toronto, uh, Vancouver plays Shock, lights up. Not a good game. Yeah, Going and that's back. not true in Asia right now. No, to be it's fair, not. you just like named two teams that were just completely dismantled. Yeah, yeah. Like it's sure. worth it's okay. worth talking about. Like Toronto, again, I don't because pre dismantling, yeah. it was still. I, I would say Vancouver probably wasn't the case, but. Justice was the case. Uh, they were still really bad. And now they're just as bad slash worse, at least results-wise, um, right now. So that's fine. But, like, it, it's worth saying that, like, these are two teams that... Outliers, for sure. At, are outliers. I think, like, the teams that you probably have to look at is, like, Boston. But even then, Boston have changed. So, I mean, what, kind of, so, so yeah. above that, do you do... Hope Dream's not listening. Outlaws? Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know that I'm super jazzed is, to watch a Outlaws, an Outlaws the shock only game. Bottom five team that hasn't made pretty big changes. If you believe they're a bottom yeah. five team at all, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think if I'm watching Houston and, and then, Shock, I'm not an exciting. I'm not you, seeing an exciting game, right? Yeah, and even then, two of you yeah. had Outlaws beating Fuel. Um, not me though. Yeah. Yeah. Not me, just saying. Uh, <laughs> I think if Joe and I were in the same room right now, that's where I'd get like a good old, like, no. friendly jab. I give you some, some eyes, some head tilts and no, some those eyes. Hurt, but... Those hurt more than punches. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'll give you a little, a little jab. But I think Giska touches on a really interesting point that I kind of wish we'd see instead of Hero Pools is another region to kind of sift some of these teams over and give like kind of create another region to kind of force teams to scrim around if that makes sense because mm. asia you have your games well you had your games so far in advance with covid not so much anymore but you have your games planned out so far in advance that you kind of know who you can't really scrim right and when you have so little teams in just your owl region you're really not scrimming against your opponents your future opponents even five six weeks down the line obviously in before that you're you're not scrimming them at all because that would give them you know useful information you want to kind of keep it separate but with a lower a lower player pool or a lower team pool in a region i wonder if that kind of like what you're saying increases diversity because you're forced to scrim outside of the box and really kind of double down on what you think is good rather than seeing what charge thinks is good or what soul thinks is good or what shanghai thinks is good so the virus doesn't spread so much whereas in na it does you can scrim the gladiators this week because there's so many different teams so maybe if we added another region and just kind of cut na in half and just really separated them somehow force them to live somewhere else i don't know like it, it, it's, it's impossible but just like yeah, yeah. force them to live somewhere it. else 
it's yeah, weird, right? Go because over like, here. make make Overwatch unplayable at one hundred thirty ping, and you're good. Like there, there is a world yeah. where, like, imagine if stages were just at, like a reorganization. Like, so imagine we go to like a stage or even like a tournament structure where you have this reorganization um, of uh, teams, and obviously the big the big changes are you have uh, obviously. At, eight-ish teams in Asia, and then you have the other 12 in NA. But imagine mm. that you are able to effectively uh, send teams back and forth across whatever. Um, uh, Post-COVID, that should be more possible, but it's still there's still a yeah. lot of, like, cool, where do they live? Where do they go? Do they really have to travel six weeks straight or five weeks straight and then go yeah. back or whatever? There, There's definitely still a lot of logistical issues there but like i think a really prime thing is is like i don't necessarily know that i love conferences just at all yeah if if you're bleeding between one another it really doesn't it doesn't really interest me it's just seems arbitrary but if you were to kind of set hard boundaries and you see these international type con competitions every once in a while whether it's a a may melee or a june jubilee whatever we're calling it I just I think it draws people in a lot more. I think it's like, oh, well, what if we see this team versus this team? What if we see Shanghai versus the shock? That's going to draw a name. That's going to draw butts and seats because we haven't seen it. And it's yeah. the two top teams. It's the it's the heavyweights from both regions and they're going to head to head. One stop shop. You get to see it once a year. Yeah, that's the T.I. That's the world. That's that. Like, that conferences primal... are just a logistical construct, right? Like they're yeah, just yeah, they're there because arbitrary. and largely, I think, traveling like season one. There was no reason to have conferences. Yeah. As far as I can see. Um. So uh, and, and conferences and divisions I'm using kind of interchangeably because. The Overwatch League has as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. I, I do agree, though. I, I like. I would really like to see something. I'd like to see something different there. I'd like to see. Again, we we have one clearly weaker region, and there's no real litmus test on how it compares to the other region until you get to like the grand finals, and it's like surprise. Yeah. Guess uh, not. Yeah. Uh, back to the Asia region, though. So we kind of talked about Seoul. Yeah. Um, do we talk about how close it was that, yes, Shanghai ended up winning this whole thing, mm-hmm. but they almost lost in the quarterfinals. They did almost lose to London. They did. I have, I've, yeah. I'm skeptical hippo-eyeing that one. I, I'm looking at you, Moon. I don't know about this. I'm still, you're on thin ice with me, buddy. Or London's just good. I, I do think I again, I think most most things are column A, column B. I do think London has improved. They look like they improved. Yeah. But I wonder how prepared they were looking at, you know, who they were preparing for in their next match. Were they sure. looking ahead? Looking when you at look at that final. Yeah. When you yeah, look sure. at that final, you you see those three games, you see some real weird hero, you know, uh, roster moves, you know, DMs coming in in the final. It's like, what are we doing? Why are we making this harder on ourselves? You you probably I, I won't speak for the dragons, but I can't imagine that you've had a bunch of time to be able to scrim with your whole roster. Also, why are we? I don't know. There's got to be some some arcane trickery going on because this I don't know. I, I, I do think Shanghai probably was looking ahead, but I also think that London has improved. 
quite a lot. And I don't think they're the worst team in the, in the region. It's also hard to tell who the worst team in the region is because right now, if I had to just go off of what we see, it's probably Spark. Doesn't feel like it's Spark, but... I would say Chengdu. Yeah, that there's an argument for that, even though I think they've improved as well. They looked... They didn't look horrible versus New York, but this is also New York that kind of looked horrible, so it's, it's hard to tell. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, New true. York looking shaky against a bad team is not not a good sign yeah anyways um yeah so uh obviously i, I think you guys kind of touched on this or uh, uh, discussed this so nyxl completely bombing out against shanghai yeah i think we need to talk about it a little bit more because that was i was flabbergasted at the performance that New York put up against the Dragons. That was horrible. Yeah. Bono feeding his brains out. First death that I can count on very vivid memories of him dying first in six different fights. Just throwing him, catapulting himself in there as monkey and just dying over and over and over. The Anubis chase through dark and just giving up the point to kill a Lucio and a Bap. What? This was a mental booming if I've ever seen one. There at no point did NYXL even look good. You I award you zero points, NYXL, and God have mercy on your soul. Because that was hot trash. May God have mercy on your soul. You said it, not me. You said it, not me. Anyways, yes, Anyhow. it was not not good. It, <sighs> I, I mean, I think I think Yiska, you were still awake. I kind of expected them to pull out the the stupid dive comp that they were running in in games previous on Kings Row Point. I'm like, they're gonna sure. dive. They're boomed. They don't know what to do. They're gonna dive, and it's gonna look terrible. They sure. they didn't, but that's where it was at. They're playing this weird Doomfist stuff that just doesn't work. Yeah. It was like the slowest dive ever. That's kind of what I was saying in the Discord call. It was yeah. just like, you want to play dive, but you're not going to commit to it. You're just playing Zarya Doomfist, and you're just kind of slowly approaching them instead of just picking the yeah. arrows that make sense, if that's what and you want to do. The, the thing is, that's not even playing to what's their strength, yeah. which is weird. But maybe they thought you, they just had a one-up on the meta positions where you just like try to beat the team, the opponent, by... Out comping them, not necessarily out uh, executing them. But if you're so lacking in execution, or you've never encountered that type of execution, like let's be honest, I think New York just ran into that one and had no way to solve that during the match. I think it was just a like a unsolved. I think if you play that match with the same setup, like you Groundhog Day. And we restart the clock one hour before the match. This match doesn't significantly go otherwise uh, in uh, no matter what they do. Like, I think that's not a, a, a deal of they caught, a bad, caught themselves on a bad day or um, they made that up like directly before the game. So anything like that. I think 
They had an idea how they wanted to play that game. That idea was completely unfit to win that match. Yeah. And they'd get, just get slapped every single time again. I agree. I, I don't think, like, yeah, a, a team like NYXL's caliber taking Chengdu close or having difficulty putting them away is not a good sign. I will say I still saw some some nice showings, some some good trends from Chengdu. Their dives were a little bit on point. Jinmu looks a little bit better on some of his weaker characters. Leave continues to improve, which I'm incredibly happy about. Faith is being slowly mended with this team where, you know, friendship not necessarily canceled or where it's complicated, you know, status on Facebook right now. But New York, though, if there if there was ever a team right now in Asia to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I think it's New York. They seemingly don't. I, I can't pin on when or where they're going to flip. Seoul, on the other hand, you can kind of tell, especially with these showings. Hero pools, maybe there's not a team for hero pools, but when it counts. Prophet, Gesture, and Pedotion show up and they go lights out. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk. Can we talk about this grand final? Ooh. Sure. Let's Oof. talk. Hot in here. Oh. Dude. Ooh. Let's talk oh. about the grand final. It, uh, Feeling vascular. Yeah. It was uh, Shanghai versus Seoul. I believe one of the three of us brilliant minds called that. Have I mentioned that yet De today? Not yet. Do you remember who only, it was? Only the second time. I do. Who, I do. Can you ask Yiska who it was? Yiska, do you remember who predicted Soul to uh, miraculously go through the bracket? That guy who made it his imperative to vote against Sense. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, proper nouns and full names, please. Um, One. I punch Maori? <laughs> 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 One John Kick Tripod Horseman. I want to hear from Yiska. He's not humble <laughs> enough. Okay. It's you, John. It was always you. It will always be you. It'll always be me. So, yes, the Soul Dynasty did make it to the grand finals. Um, obvious to most of our smart, brilliant listeners, and just not to these other co hosts. Um, and then the Shanghai Dragons, of course, uh, made it there as well. What we did not anticipate, though, was the Seoul Dynasty going up three maps to zero mm. early on. Yiska going yeah. to bed. Going. No, well, I no, watched no, no, that. No, that's actually that's EU. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Joe yeah, I went to bed. going I didn't to see bed. It. Yeah, I was like, I need to stay. I need to watch the NA games. Those are, you know, mildly mm. more important. I think this is going to be a wash, you know. Shanghai probably wins. Going to bed, guys. Good night. Ooh. Missed missed yeah. a banger. I was rewatching it going into the show just to kind of freshen up on it. Mm. My lord, if you have not seen this game, you are missing yeah. out. Yeah. Give they the cast some slack. They are delayed, yeah, but yeah. an incredible performance from them. I think Sideshow killed it. I think Bren brought yeah. insane amounts of energy. I would not yeah. want anybody else casting that but them. Yeah. The game was fantastic. I, I one of the best games of Overwatch I've seen in a long time, possibly yeah. within the top five. My my favorite games. Yeah, I agree. This so I've been thinking about this a lot, and I honestly cannot think of a single match um, in uh, Overwatch League that was as good as this one. 
I, don't I mean, it's, I think it's a thing of personal preference. It, but yeah. Um, I mean, shock Titans definitely comes to mind. Um, yeah. It's true. In Overwatch history, Overwatch League, not not an over. I'm not going. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going. Uh, yeah, pre yeah, okay. Pre owl. I'm not going pre owl. Yeah, that's fine. I think like one weakness of the of the series was that there were blowout maps. Um. Where yeah. Shanghai just like, like oh, the 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 profit man said the e word, and now we're we're just stomping. Um, that might have been uh like we, we're of course like, it's it's complaining on a very high level, but it's mm -hmm. like that's 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 my criticism towards the series where it wasn't literally every map that was highly contested. There were some. Yeah claps especially in the in the shanghai comeback um but also arguably beforehand where it was like it felt like seoul was just going to stomp that 4-0 and it was over and then there came the clap back and that in itself and i hope there's there's some input like this would be dope content for the for the break mm. we just sit down with the coaches especially moon and like his assistant coaches and just talk what what was the magical words that you spelled for these yeah. players? Also, of course, Mellow. a lot of this was Speak facilitated <laughs> facilitated by big substitutions. Mm -hmm. right? That's so that's what I'm more interested in. What's, like, what's the reason for your sub substitutions here? Yep. Um, why was Izyaki not playing the entire time? Uh, what's the fearless thing? When do you bring him in? Mm -hmm. Why is he mortal now and has gained like eternal life three experience of all in 40 shanghai dragons um like th those that that could actually be a super dope like mini documentary that you could be making with them from both sides just sit sit down with wizard young on the other side or hockery and just talk that stuff through and mm -hmm. uh, um i think it, it would would make for great content um especially because teams currently have the time for that theoretically Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think in overall, I thought def there were definitely points in the series where I thought like Saul got it, it's over. Like this is the gesture profit show. And until it was over, I didn't believe it would be over because yeah. yeah, because like the quality of those, I'm not sure if gesture has it as much as profit does, mm -hmm. but there is no more, there is not a player in Overwatch history who's more clutch in final situations there isn't sure. you can look there isn't and the fact that this like that there was not this you know last like, like the set, second wind for them to uh, in the series that really surprised me i thought profit was just going to go oh you know what screw Can that you... echo i'm just going to do what i did to carpe in that final and just clap fools and I don't I, care if his name is Lip, if his name is Fleda, mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it to him. I didn't care about that it was Kape. Now I don't care what your name recognition is. I'm the GOAT candidate and I'm going to do it to you. And it never came. And I feel like it, it did come for the first time in, in his career. His career, to that, yes. To that degree, to be able to, to clutch out a series and, and put the nail in the coffin. I agree with that. But... That junk, the first half of Junkertown, I'll say. I was convinced 
that Shanghai was done. Mm. They didn't have it left in them. Again, to set the stage, both teams def, you know, had, to, had to go through this, but these are teams that are just getting off of their semifinal matches. Seoul goes up 3-0, so this forces Shanghai to play against the tide of map picks for yeah. four maps straight. Yeah, That wears on you. At some mm-hmm. point, Seoul is bound to hit a map where they're just, you know, that's on you. Higher on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Junkertown. When you have mm-hmm. someone like Fitz hitting those shots. Yeah. The 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 string of headshots, the string of hero plays. Bedoshan continuously pounding. Yeah. Profit and gesture doing what we all know they can do. Yeah. I figured it was over. But yeah. And that's that's the beauty of this game. The beauty of this match in particular, this this kind of I wouldn't say budding rivalry because that feels manufactured. But with this game, with this match in particular, I don't know where Shanghai had to pull from, but they had the, the, the wherewithal, the energy, the presence of mind. To be able to go above and beyond. This felt. Like chocolate or chocolate Titans, this felt like. We see you on Rialto and we're going to world record you. You you pull from somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know how. But you just crush it. And you you cap two extra points and then you full hold soul like. I'm at a loss. I I don't know how. I I, it's it's. Flabbergast. I am at a loss for words. How how can you look at that Shanghai Dragons team after Playing through the semifinals in a best of five, going all five games, yeah, going down 3-0, playing yeah. against the, the map pick, and then do it again. Yeah. How do you yeah. not give it to Lip? How do you not give it to this team? This it's, team is special. This is a special team. Yeah. And they've I felt like if people look at the games that they had before in the regular season games, that sort of tenacity announced itself beforehand. Mm-hmm. You could win against them. Like, okay, the, Chang'e, the, the Chengdu blowout at the start of the season was an outlier and also facilitated by Heroports, of course. Yeah. But even the Seoul beating that they received, not beating, but the 3-2, they didn't give them an, an, an inch. It looked like they would fall over, they didn't. Then it happened against Charge again. Like... It, you're not, they, they are never out of, outside of a series. Mm-hmm. Ever since that dumb loss, right? So, this is, this is championship winning qualities. And yes. I hope we get together at some point uh, later in the oh. year where we can look at Shock and oh. potentially Paris and hopefully Fusion mm-hmm. and maybe the Mayhem. Mayhem. Oh my god. And if that all happens, don't get ahead, then, boys. Don't get ahead. Yeah, it's but this is the uh, the quality of a team that you know a finals, uh, like a grand final, drains you in different ways. Mm-hmm. And to have that, you know, that tenacity and also the the ability to go this long is nuts. And we know from Overwatch history that yes. this. This stamina is required to win finals. Finals have been lost on stamina and won by on stamina. Mm-hmm. Almost every Apex final was that. Oh yeah. Like 
that was a skill that, for instance, Titans had to master or the, the old runaway had to master in order to finally win one where they went like into two finals and were just like drained by the time this shot caller didn't have the energy left to, mm -hmm. to bring them across the finish line. They lost, lost narrowly. Shanghai has that stuff also because they have movable parts that keep them somehow fresh in the series, but also in unboomable parts like fearless yep. who like that, that was such an outstanding performance on, on Winston for him. Like his juggles looked crisp as hell. Everybody on that team just it, MVP. I'll tell you this season is a rookie season, but it is also a season of rejuvenated and revived careers. I'm looking mm -hmm. towards the Paris guys who yeah. we thought were out. Nico, soon. I'm looking towards um, like someone. Uh, okay, this case, of course. Even Fleda. Like Fleda was the in, the the curve of his career was probably not going upwards at this one yeah. uh, at this point. Godspeed's coming back. Yeah. Like this is as much as it is a career of the. A, a season of the rookies, of the great rookies that we have. Yaki, Ants, XCI, uh, B, uh, no, BQB has been around for a while. Um, you could say like, Sparkle, even though he's not here yet. We'll see how that goes. Um, you can. You can. But this, it's beautiful that we, we have this possibility and it comes with great coaching. Mm -hmm. The same, by the way, the same thing of a player I didn't think was worth keeping around is McGravy. And look at him yeah. now. We I thought this kid's career McGravy, was over. I think, yeah. 100%. Like, that, that was, like, he wasn't playing. He was one of those guys that you keep around for the, for the atmosphere. Yeah. And atmosphere. Like, yeah, that, he provides a little uh, bit of depth in case of you need a week yeah. off or a game off or, you know, learn this yeah. new off-tank hero for us and... Yeah. yeah, and that's the guy you get rid of in the offseason. <laughs> they didn't, and now he's performing really well and is the full package in terms of, like, trash talking, in terms of, like, uh, media presence. Uh, I, I heard he's going to even get a YouTube channel. He's playing really well. Like, that's, that's the type of narratives that we need, the longevity in careers as well as the rookies coming in. And as long as you want it, that's that's what we want. As long as you want it, you should have a place in this league. If you can't bring it to the table, and it's not about age, and it's not about like uh, this perception of whatever it is, it's a number, and that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter how sure. long you've been in the league. If you can't bring it in uh, at the times that uh, that the league requires it of you. You should have a spot here, and that's that's the story that that this this year is telling us as well. Mm -hmm. Let's go to NA. We got to talk about. Let's. We haven't even talked about NA yet. And Yiska's already no. drinking juice. So what do you got for us, Yiska? I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't necessarily have anything for us yet, do you? Let's take a look at this NA bracket here. Uh, let me see if we can tackle this somewhat responsibly. Um. Boston Uprising looked okay. Yeah. Continued to on an upwards trajectory. Happy to see 
all all green lights here. Boston looking good. Happy to say that. Tired of pooping on them, like I said last show. Punk Myunbong Fusions doesn't look bad. I'm I'm this is a good sign. This is a great sign. And you're getting a break. So if this was more a morale thing, or more of a time to repair that and get it more on the mend. Maybe yeah. Boston comes back in, in July and or June. Or I don't know when the league's coming back. I don't really care. Well, sort of, but more so on the break. Maybe they'll look better. I hope to see them continue to improve. Yeah. Yep. Still at the bottom. Still got a long way to go. Unfortunately, yeah. Guess somebody's got to be there. You know, taking Paris to map five is not like. That's not an easy shot. Does Paris get 3 0'd? Have we seen mm, Paris get. They got 3 0'd by Mayhem. If I remember correctly. Uh, not this week. Uh, but no, like, not you just this mean in week, general. But uh, in general. Schedules. So yeah, basically, Houston the thing is, is like Paris, uh, yeah. Paris doesn't get three would and they take good teams to map fives all the time. It feels mm-hmm. like, yeah, They're a very good team. Um, having that showing a is, is a good sign. It's loading. It's a good um, sign. They got three would by the Florida Mayhem and fire. the Houston Outlaws. Yeah, <laughs> way back when though. Yeah, Beginning of first March, week so. of Hero Pools. Yeah. Um, yeah. where they didn't have hit scan. So, anyways, um, but my, my point being is that taking Paris deep is a good sign because very good sign. Paris takes everybody deep, uh, or any mm-hmm. good team deep. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. They're good. Yeah. They're better. Yeah. I think the other one that we need to talk on the Friday game talk about on the Friday games is the fuel outlaws. Uh we had some contested opinions here on the show. Dallas Fuel did defeat the Outlaws three to one. A close three to one, I think. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean closer than a three one would tell you. They also played very well. Like it's just and well, I'm not and sure the fuel if have been the, playing fairly well for the past few weeks. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like they came DKS, into that with, yeah. with. I mean, yes, they're the, the fuel and decay are one and the same. I yes, I actually just believe that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, the scope of accuracy is definitely a thing that you got to mention. It feels a little low hanging fruit, but come on. Like, it is pretty crazy though. That is that is absolutely disgusting. Like yeah. uh especially when, when your widowmaker is actually playing playing quite well as well. Um I think things are sitting at thirty one percent, which is in itself is pretty nutty. Very good but, set, yeah. I don't know. Like forty six. Um, yeah. Um bonkers. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder like that's one of those games where I think if you replay that a lot, is the is the result going to be the same between those two? Sure. Because it felt like that was predicated on an outlier performance that we couldn't even necessarily say Decay is able to just, you know, do at will. And maybe I'm I'm underestimating how how uh, Dallas set set him up. Um, 
and I just have to review that specifically, but yeah. Um, overall, it's still a very entertaining game, I felt. Very fun. Entertaining game. Um, we're so, I mean, I know we're really bearish on bearish, right? Yeah, we're bearish on the outlaws, I think, just overall. Like, Something hasn't quite clicked for them just yet, but I'm still, I'm like, I'm still confident there is. I'm still, you know, you just kind of got to like look, give it the eye I test and just, and just kind of go like, is this a team that's given up or isn't improving or um, isn't equipped to handle changes or things like that? And for, for the outlaws, I, I can't say uh, yes to any of those questions. I think they're, they are equipped. They do have, good pieces but it hasn't quite clipped quick uh clicked yet and you yep. can bet your shit. that one's for you homebound so you can take a drink um you can bet your that i'm going to be you know asking dream about that on wednesday is like what what hasn't translated this team that i still do believe is is that kind of should be in that gatekeeping you know 10 to 14 range of teams, what has kept them as low as they have been? Um, still don't know. Um, yep. I think it's a good way to put it. They haven't clicked have, yet, but I think they're improving. I have the the hunch that it seemed like Outlaws might benefit from a performance coach or a mental health professional in terms of bringing it together. Just like, you know, that Mia. Uh, Kjellberg, um, um, someone like that, right? Like the the psychologist that uh, has immense yeah. uh, success and get in uh, get the get Astralis's phone number. I think yeah. that would do Outlaws a giant benefit. Yeah, and uh, I think the mental game, like we've we've talked about confidence with um, with Christopher a lot, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like. That that is something uh, that could maybe be looked at, um, because as a target, like if you talk to coaches um, who are screwing them, they are still like Doing a well. team you definitely uh, want to have that, yeah. right? So yeah, uh, yep. still a solid team. series. Stelberg, Mia Stelberg, very good. Yeah, thank you, Banta. That's her name. Uh, Psychologist, I think for. OG as well as Astralis as well as was it Ensha? I'm not. I think I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. So the other two massively over or massively performing teams. Some of them overperforming over their uh, power levels or their firepower. And um, yeah, like that's like it only makes sense. Like if you you have a physical uh, coach. And someone like that um, takes care of your physiology in sports, right? What is what is esports played with? Mostly with the mind. Yep. So for someone to take care of that in a team environment, it's just like that's just like a like a thing that's going as we yeah, increase the spending. Yep. This everyone's going to have that, and be, teams nope. already do some of them. Mm-hmm. Like the outlaws have the. I don't want to say I don't know if he's a mental health professional, but like HP for gamers with the, you know, like the de-stressing um, 
and also, of course, they are also keeping care of the physiology of, of players. Um, yeah, that's, that definitely is, is just like the logical conclusion and the next uh, step where that's our adaptation. Like if we emulate the lessons from traditional sports, it just makes sense that this is, this is something that is going to come into esports as a staple. Again, other esports already have it. Some teams in the Overwatch League already have it. Some teams in Season 1 already had it. And um, it just has to become a staple. That's just how it is. Especially yeah. with travel and everything. Someone that manages team temperature and mental health is, is going to be important. We, uh, we're running short on time, so we're going to go through these a little bit faster. Um, next one we need to really talk about here is the... Uh, let's talk about the LA Valiant first. Um, they, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they went a little bit deeper. They beat Paris in 3-2. to two, Made mm -hmm. it to the um, semifinals against the... Yeah, semifinals against the Shock. They lost 3-0, but Overall, I would say a, a relatively like strong performance. I mean, I don't think that there was a world where the Valiant were going to beat the Shock. And just based on how the bracket played yeah. out, I don't think that there was a world that they made it into the grand final, right? Yeah. So um, overall, I think you look at this, though, and go, you know, this is a Valiant team that... Uh, I, I even tweeted about it. It ended up being food poisoning. But um, I was like, do you ever get like that feeling that an upset, there's something wrong in the Overwatch force? And there's a part after their performance against Paris where I'm like, what if they just like, just like boom San Francisco here? And uh, I was way Amen. wrong. <laughs> I was way wrong. But hey, I was right where it mattered. Sometimes you're going to make those calls, you know? Right where them. it was mattered. Um, so they, you know, they fell short here, but I think overall Valiant um, had a Valiant showing this weekend. I, I want to see that run back, though. I want to see Paris with XE. I want to see Paris. I, I think maybe it's disingenuous to, to give them Sparkle. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be the case if they ever meet each other again that mm -hmm. he's just going to be playing. But mm -hmm. I really wonder... Yeah, if if Axie makes enough of a difference to put the Valiant away, I think, I think they were very dive reliant, and that that did kind of get in their way more often than not. Where Valiant could be able to play the dive, they can they can pilot the dive very well. They can also play these slow Ryan comps with Ash and Tracer, and they can kind of play that that mayhem style with the the hit scan double shield with Tracer as well. They they could do it all. Where it felt like Paris was kind of boxed in which kind of sucks. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want to see that match played again with XE and see what happens. Give them, give them time. I've been give wanting that for the time, past but... six weeks. Okay. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Paris. They don't have them. It's true. But yeah, props to Valiant though. That's, that's, that's no shame to Valiant. Valiant came up. They showed up. I still think I agree with, with a reinforce on this. I don't think this team is getting the credit they deserve. Custa. You know, uh, we get it, but yeah, I, I agree. Valiant is, is not amongst the comp or the conversations that they should be. I'll put it like that. All right. Final two topics. The Florida mayhem 
I think, are the big storyline uh, from defeating. This This was not. This was not a easy um, road at all. Like, hey, hey, name three of the four teams that you don't want to play before you uh, hit the grand finals. And you're like, uh, oh, uh, let me see. Uh, rain, Fusion, Shock. That's who they played this weekend. They played Rain, Fusion, Shock. Defeat the Rain 3-1, to one, which we need to discuss where the rain sit now after this has happened, because the, the Mm. the rain stonks have been going down. It's been raining rain stonks Mm. and it has not been very good for them for a long time. And we've been questioning them on the show for weeks, if not months, as far as is this, that top three team, the Florida uh, squad though, on the flip side, we've been questioning the same thing. They're six and one post hero pools, not including this last weekend. They are a team that, but at the same time, they didn't really have a lot of results against top teams. I think they had one yep. result against top team and the rest of them have been, you know, hashtag NA lull kind of things. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it was really hard to place them. If anything, this weekend has showed us that, uh, we're definitely undervaluing them, but how far, how high did the Florida mayhem go here after the performance this weekend? I see a lot of people saying, even in our own chat that you're dumb if they're not in your top three, uh, period. Uh, but I'm going to expand it to say top five period, top three and a top five, top five, like in the world. That's tough. In owl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It in in owl. It, that's difficult it, to place the mayhem within the top five of oh, all sorry. the owl teams. I thought we were talking about uh, that's difficult. Lorraine and I was no, no, no. Sorry, I, I did kind of a yeah, confusing transition where yeah. we went back to mayhem because we don't really have okay. time to talk okay, about okay. rain right now. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I'd I'd have to think about the mayhem top five in Owl a little bit, but top three in NA, I I think this this performance this performance in the May melee has in my mind solidified them. Can Paris fight back against that and kind of try to regain that with Sparkle? We're gonna have to see. Could very well be the case, and we can just move them back up. But for right now, I think it goes to May. I think it's Mayhem. Top hmm. three in NA. So number one, shock. shock. Number two, fusion. Philly. And, and then Florida. Yep. So then you've got a choice between essentially Florida, Paris, Gladiators, Valiant. If we're going to really widen that out a little bit. Gladiators, and Valiant? Valiant, Gladiators. Yeah, I like that a little bit better. Uh, sure, it wasn't necessarily in an order. Sorry, that was oh, just God, like yeah. looking at which teams would you like. They didn't have the best performances this weekend, but you do you count out Gladiators because they lost three to one to Fusion. Probably not. No, but they also haven't been performing all that great. Like I'm really not inspired by anything that they've showed me. I agree. Nothing about them has really like impressed me at all. They're consistently consistent sixth to me, like just always yeah. like, you know, upper third. Yep. The gatekeepers to good teams. Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I think it, I don't think it's wrong to put the mayhem there. 
I don't. Yeah. And I think that they proved it this week because they had pretty decisive showings against both the Fusion and the Rain. Yep. Can't you can't ignore these players anymore. They've they've shown you time and time again with who we were putting as top teams that Yaki can be a star. A criticism of this team that I, I was trying to die on that hill. Yaki's not going to be enough to win them games. I was wrong. Very wrong. Incredibly wrong. When you put him in this kind of scenario, he will take over games. He has taken over games. He probably will continue to take over games, right? Gangnam Jin, fantastic rookie. Gargoyle, definitely has some selling points. Chris, Goddess is Lucio bad, but he can perform on Brig. Has, has improved on Brig. His BAP also serviceable, at least. Not a hole anymore. When you remove Hero Pools, is this a team that severely is impacted with Hero Pools? I agree, but I think most teams are severely impacted. Maybe Florida is a little bit more impacted. Hard to tell. But when you let them work and you give them a composition, they can master it. I won't say that they mastered it. I think that's a little bit too strong, but they look fantastic on what we can see with what is available right now or what is what is good right now. So there is a good question in chat from um, Pan, Pandavan who says, mm -hmm. why not Mayhem second? And I'm assuming that they're... Uh, implying because they beat the fusion and the yeah. fusion are number two, therefore transitive property, they should be number two. Not, no. Not yeah. enough. Okay, here's the thing. It's not how it works. Like, what are you... We gotta agree on something what we're saying when we're saying there's second best in NA. And yeah. that is strongly, like, whatever your answer is, is strongly determined by what your time frame is which you uh, apply this to and that time frame has to be in sync with your belief of what the hero pools displayed for you by the way for uh, anyone watching over video i'm sorry to interrupt uh the the schedules do not include results from last weekend so just mm -hmm. okay sorry continue Yuska. Yeah. sorry again no problem um so the mayhem have the issue of not having found a team that's actually was competitive or it was was a good team to the point where that could be a test of quality so in that re representative time scheme so i find it a weak argument to say someone popped off one weekend during a hero pool iteration that was no hero pools and based on that i say they're second if that's your definition no beef, that's what you assume um, like power rankings or whatever to mean. If we're looking at the long, long play, I think Fusion had more opportunity to, show, to distinguish themselves, and they also did. So in that regard, the sample size of us seeing if Mayhem is actually um, like second, and the sample size of Fusion actually being second by them having to play Paris so often and whatnot is very different. And um, I think by that, I would justify the Fusion still being second also because um, 
like I felt that they didn't do themselves justice this weekend. And I wonder if they weren't already thinking ahead before this. I, yeah, I I don't want to steal anything away from Florida this week at all because mm -hmm. they, they played well and they beat teams that they... I don't think any reasonable person, reasonable person who isn't involved in scrims or probably on the mayhem stuff, uh, would say that they would have won. But at the same time, like watching the mayhem Florida team of game, like I didn't look at, I looked at that as just a severe fusion underperformance as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to like to, again, I don't want to take anything away from the mayhem, but this was not like, you know, fusions best. <laughs> I think and, and what we've no. seen and I pulled up the standings before and a lot of the justification is why we're not ready to put them there at number two. Um, if you look at, sorry, schedules, schedules. So why am I so bad at seeing things? Can I not see? I can see. Uh, if you look at it, right. So um, the teams that they have beaten justice Titans uh, post breakup uprising, uprising, Eternal, 3-0, fair enough. Uh, losing 0-3 to Atlanta Reign and then beating Defiance. So they've got one and a half really like strong games in there. You throw in one weekend that's very, very uncharacteristic and an outlier of um, the formats that we've seen, the heroes that we've seen, um, and just what the preparation looks like and is different there. And you, you create this environment where it is possible for a team more so than, um, than other weeks to, um, overperform. Yeah. And it's not that I'm saying that mayhem haven't overperform or mayhem are overperforming as much as I'm saying mayhem haven't demonstrated consistency against these top five owl teams to put them mm. in the top three NA or top three NA teams to put them in one win against fusion isn't quite enough to just have them topple the fusion after the fusion have been so decisive against the other top two, three teams in the world. That's, that's my feeling on it personally. Um, but what do I know? I just push buttons. In, in a sense, we also just, like, as you said, we're redefining what good team actually means. Yep. Because before, good team means wins regular season matches. One or two a week that you got to prepare for, where you know your opponent, and you know the hero pools a little bit more in advance than, or like the situation a little bit more in advance, you have more time to prepare. This mm -hmm. time around, it was asked, play... Uh, potentially a lot of games after another and like the preparation for each game after the first will likely look different for you other than like having a really really weak opponent in, um, in the first uh, but even there like if you if there are like specific like like if teams have idiosyncrasies in the in the types of comps they're running, then you're preparing differently, right? Mm. Yeah. And um, that is a completely or not completely new skill, but it is a different skill towards like what preparation looks like for you if you don't even you haven't seen that other team on hero pools. 
right? So theoretically, you could counter prep more in the very small time that you have than, I mean, okay, if the, if the opponent has two matches that week, that's kind of moot. But yeah, you catch the grift. There's, there's different um, seemingly skill sets towards that, especially also towards uh, player cinema, stamina playing these matches and high intensity of them and um, keeping that energy up. Of course, you could argue energy should always be the same in scrims and matches. I'm not sure if that's actually true in practice for the majority of teams. So I wager it's not. But. I think it's a it's a considerably dis- different skill set. And then if we find out that mayhem are, for instance, maybe it's, it's it isn't just this meta iteration that favored them with like being able to play a lot of tracer and the current balance state as well. Um, and we find out next next month that they are actually just good at playing tournaments for some odd reason. Then that even though I don't think that's a thing as much. But yeah, it's we definitely have to redefine what good means. And under that new umbrella, depending on what the, you're waiting towards that is, I, I'm not mad at you calling uh, Florida the second best team. Today. I think that's, that's fine. Especially also, you've got to see it in tandem with what is Fusion able to provide in these, uh, in these situations. I don't think it's wrong. I just think it's a little premature. That's, I think it's I, wrong. I think being premature is wrong, I guess. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't, I don't like hate like the explanation of it. Like it makes sense. Sure. I think that fusion wasn't the team on the day and just beating a team on the day. doesn't mean that you just get to take their spot. You have to consistently prove that. Yeah. Haven't seen it, seen it yet. They have potential to be hundred percent. Like was, was Florida mayhem the best team on the day? Yes, they were unequivocally. Can they continue to be? That's the question. And until we answer that question, it doesn't, it's not going to take long. Spot. If they come back in post hero pools and they have a game against the fusion and beat them again, or they have a decisive win against Paris or LA or then we can whatever, revisit. or fusion yep. stumble and continue to stumble a little bit more against sure. fusion or LA, then I think like you, yes, you have, but being a good analyst doesn't mean that like you all of a sudden just like prematurely put somebody up into number two because they had a good weekend. I, I don't think, um, we have one more match to talk about. We need to talk about it right now. And that is the grand finals, Florida Mayhem versus San Francisco Shock. Uh, none of us saw this one coming, um, I nope. think, but nope. Nope. it is a thing. And you know what? Props to, props to uh, I, I mean, there's a few things, right? So, like, immediately I want to just be like, you know, Props to Mayhem for hanging in there and taking some maps mm-hmm. off of them. But this is a shock team without Sinatra and without Architect that by many um, estimations of the imagination could be in a very poor mental spot right now. You lose sure. your former MVP and I don't want to say like team leader, but like uh, uh, definitely a staple, uh, you know, uh, to the team. I mean, Krusty said it, yeah. And yep. then you've got Architects gone too, and not just gone, but going to another team. You've got these two players leaving, and people are very quickly selling their shock stocks. And I, I don't blame them for doing that. 
they come back here though. And they honestly, like they, they drop three maps, one against fuel, which I think is totally respectable and doesn't really say anything negatively to it. I think just about fuel could take one map off of any team in the overwatch league. I think yeah, uh, they have that kind of firepower three L against LA Valiant. Great. Can't ask for much more there. And then a 4-2 in the grand finals for a team that you probably didn't prepare for. I, I think most had most teams on the back feet on the, on the back of their, their feet. So with that being said, um, it's, and again, like there's for, from an outside perspective, dream said something. I think it's not great to speculate on team mentality without hearing anything from within the team. And this is totally outside. I'm not saying like, I mean, they, they did They're... very publicly talk about Sinatra being a leadership personality, uh, like architect being sort of like the, the glue guy that really has no edges in terms of like having any ego yeah. to attach to that. Um, I also think I, I I forgot who it was, but there was definitely something about um, someone saying something from the shock side in that vein, uh, and I would have to look at it. But yeah. um, just on the outside, uh, also due yeah. to the discussion with Christopher, like right. The the, yeah, the major point sense. being is that we we have these indicators here to say that this could be this weekend was really important for the shock to establish which team they were post these changes. They can become better. They can come become worse. They can stay the same, whatever. I, I'm not trying to say that everybody was devastated and they pulled it together in a different way. I'm not trying to say that. All I'm sure. trying to say is that, um, it would be, I can see how it'd be very easy losing those pieces for that to have, a negative effect on the immediate results of your team. And this wasn't something that we saw here. Uh, shock. I, I mean, pretty much took it in stride. You could just kind of change Sinatra and architect, just scribble them in over the top and whatever. And you probably wouldn't have known the difference. They look great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic showing. I think it's, it's not the same feeling or the same energy that, that we can, uh, try subscribe you know attribute to the shanghai dragons win but in in a similar vein you know kind of losing those figures kind of re re trying to find their identity again maybe it feels like a, a narrative point to bring up you know they're they're having rascal step in to be a leader does that change things what does this team look like without the opportunity to play sinatra i think sinatra probably would have played today if he was still in this team I think having a tracer meta like this, having having a tracer duel against Yaki probably would have been right up their alley. I think it would have lent it probably would have helped them quite a deep, quite a quite a large margin to, to put mayhem away. But they still managed to to look like the shock. This is still the the unbeaten team. This is the championship team. They're going to defend. They keep making that that statement very clear. And and putting mayhem away. I, I wouldn't say without trouble, but this is also a mayhem team that is. I feel like overperforming has negative connotations, but performing very well. This team is is characteristically performing. Yeah, like it's, this, it's this not is, overperforming necessarily. It's just not characteristic to what we've seen. Yeah, 
oh, this might be a level up. This might be something different that we haven't seen from Florida. This might be an evolution, right? That something may have clicked with them. And now this is the Florida mayhem that we can see in the future. And that'd be great. But this is different. This is not the same Florida mayhem that we've seen, you know, time and time again with hero pools. Maybe that has something to do with hero pools. Not going to expound on that. That being said, this is still this is still 20, 2019 shock. This is the shock team. This is the best coach in the league. This is one of the best, if not the best roster in terms of talent depth in the league. People in chat asking where striker. Again, I think you need time to be able to bring somebody in like that. I, I'd wager that they're probably not scrimming with him. Would, would they have scrimmed with him with enough time going into this match? I, I'd probably guess so. With the meta that I saw, wouldn't you like to have Stryker come in and try to duel with Tracer and pilot that Tracer to Yaki levels? Probably. What, why you didn't see that? They probably didn't have the time to be able to prepare that and integrate him in. So if we give them more time, that probably happens. The, 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 the talent on this team goes deep. Best coach. Continue to be the best team. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of cool to have the former underdog now to be the guy to beat. Sure. We, it we feels like an organic this. development, right? Yeah. We, I mean, we talked about, and I think we've been actually pretty harsh, even post-Albert coming on the show. We've been pretty harsh on, harsh on the mayhem. You know, Albert came in preseason on this mm -hmm. very show and gave us a lot to be optimistic about the Florida mayhem. Do you guys remember what mm -hmm. the following eight, six or whatever weeks it, uh, that we saw? It was pretty overwatch. Like it wasn't great. We we're like, Oh man, like we were already, we were ready to be bought in and it was not good. And <laughs> hero pools hit and something clicked. I can't tell you what it is. I'm not smart enough. But, um, you know, like that I'm, I, I am so excited to assuming that the mayhem continue at, even at like three quarters of what they're playing now. I'm so happy to oh. just redact everything we said for the first, whatever, six weeks and be like, you know what? You guys turned it around. It's not one of those, like he, <laughs> there, there's no more conversation about, is this a team that needs to be relegated? Is this a team that needs to clean house? It, it isn't a team that it's, it's now a team. And it sounds like internally they're relatively healthy too. I don't have a ton of like insiders on that there, but it sounds like this is a team that's not just like what they're riding out. You know, they don't know how to ride out lows because welcome to the mayhem. <laughs> like that's yep. what that, <laughs> welcome to mayhem. You're going to take a back seat to every, everything and it's not going to feel good and you better be ready to get beat up. So anyways, all I'm trying to say there is like kudos for the mayhem. They, uh, I think they, they performed very well and admirably taking six maps into a best of, or first of four, I guess is technically is best, of seven. best of seven. Yeah. It was a best of seven, yeah. um, you know, to a best of seven, taking it to six. Like that's great. Like that's, yeah. it's not the closest you want to, you know, you're going to see or you want to see, but it's, you're not upset seeing it. Um, uh -huh. Against the best team, you know, in your region, that's no crying shame. You, you hold, hold your head high, Florida Mayhem. Staff, coaches, again, Albert, fantastic job building out this team. I hope this continues. I'd like to have to write that story one day of how arguably the worst franchise going into this year, historically, now is 
talked about as one of the top five teams in the region. That's incredible. That's fantastic. I hope he got an, a contract extension. I hope these is, coaches get contract extensions. This is a great team. Isn't it nuts how there's a theoretically a, a world where next tournament, the two worst teams in Overwatch League history win both of them? Yep. I was, I was very <laughs> close to tweeting that out on, on a Mayhem victory that is the dream international matchup right now. The Florida Mayhem and the Shanghai Dragons to out to to not you know owl regulars. That's nuts. Yeah. Imagine what that sounds like to them. They're like, whoa, what is this game got going on? That the 0 and 40 team and the team that's so bad that it was overshadowed by the worst team, right? Like, and it's so satisfying because it is not you know like predicated on these BS mechanics of uh, American sports where it's like, oh, you get a draft pick for being really, really bad. We reward you for being absolutely terrible. No, that's not what happened. Like, they had to rebuild from oh zero. Oh my god. Yep. Shot. And it's not just a yeah, uh, You're completely morally rotten for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I'm muting Yiska. We're just muting him. I'm just putting the mute on. You can't hear him. I don't know what he's saying. Can't hear you, Yiska. Sorry. Ah. I agree. I still can't hear you. So say you're still, you're still, you're still it muted. It is a dope story. Nice. You're still muted. I see the mute window above my face. You're still muted. Okay, you're back. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. but uh, yeah, that that in itself is like a really cool story and. Uh, like one we should probably lean into in terms of uh, creating content around mm -hmm. it in the future. Yep. Very happy. Very happy to see Florida again. Hope Florida hope it continues. Games. Fantastic weekend. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I don't know how it's gonna live up to this. It's gonna be hard, but I'm stuff by Imagine golly. The next I hope it one does. is just like nine three O's. <laughs> it's just like dumb. It it oh, probably man. won't live up in terms of like just the stories, but sure. Just seeing good Overwatch is such a like such a relief. It's just like ah, everything just feels easier. It feels better. I think that the play every everybody's just walking around with a smile on their face. Yeah. Like this is it's it's such a good thing. It might not yeah. be the best. It might not be the this might just be an outlier in terms of you know tournaments, but it's it's good to be back. Hopefully, hopefully, please, we we get some news on on what's plaguing this game. I'm not advocating the for the NBA implementation chat settle down there's there's a thing called uh, so so maybe you know this mystical concept of transcendence where it's like they asked a guy that was supposedly transcended and what mm -hmm. it is like and he said it's completely normal just five inch off the ground and that's currently the state I feel I'm in, like with, with Overwatch specifically, where it feels like everything is super, like talking about these issues, being able to tackle them feels very lightweight. It's like the weight has been lifted off of us. We can now look to what's the future because we have a future, because there's still something on the horizon, because we now have uh, esports wisdom being applied in some sensical way where it is being heard by the people in power and hopefully we can create this towards something uh, productive with the great uh, creatives that we have uh, talking about the casting scene, but also talking about, uh, or, or the talent with like, I mean, giving the tools to such and brand is never going to disappoint in that regard. Um, 
the the competitive uh, frameworks, like it, it all it all feels very positive, but also because we've suffered so much already that mm -hmm. it just like it, it feels it, it feels so liberating since five feet off the ground. Very contrasting. Just, oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of like oh, it's it's an entirely different thing. Uh, yeah. But it also goes to show, like, anybody to the Overwatch League, like, how quickly Overwatch League content creators and fans are willing to forgive <laughs> and trust and just be like, they just want to love the game, right? Like, and even yeah. us, we want to yeah. love the game. And we've, I'll be real, yeah. a lot of people have been very, very outspoken on how much they dislike our criticism of the league. And yeah, that sucks. And if stuff, if, if things like this, like this past weekend, come from our criticisms, give you a big old f you every time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. sorry, yeah. man. Like, this is hopefully the type of changes that you get. Um, mm -hmm. and... You get good changes, you get good, 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 you get good praise. If you have bad changes, you get bad praise. It's the way the world works. You're going to get that from those podcasts. We're very honest people. And it's not perfect yet, right? We still got to work on the workload. Was still nuts. Probably yeah. the worst ever uh, in, in a week in Overwatch, uh, barring like finals preparations. But we shouldn't be overly negative. About no, that. No. We should say like, yeah, maybe, the dog pile. what can we do to help with that? Yep. The, the amount of maps, maybe something mm -hmm. like this. You know, like we can tinker around with the formula because we can now tinker around with the formula. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get out of here, though. Um, long, another long show. Man, we've just been killing you with two-hour shows recently. <laughs> Hope you, you had a ton of fun, all? though. Uh, really, really appreciate everybody being here. I do believe we have a new patron, Joe. Patron is Rex Zane. Upgraded his pledge from 5 to 25, so he's now a new patron producer. So thank you very much. You'll Woo. be read amongst the, the, the Hall of Fame, the, the title credit those people you're gonna be one of them you did it Pirate, proud of you mildly stroking but that's okay we got there rexane thank you thank you rex uh yiska during during the <laughs> god joe i love you uh during the show we did have uh some new subs okay you're up um and you're kind of ready wait yeah i'm ready um, <laughs> I see my name. Um, new subs. John Condon 620. I'm kind of scared of running into a joke from Joe. I'm going to power through it. Homebound, Homebound 11. Also a friend of the show that always drinks mm -hmm. um, when we beep. Um, Sweet 10. Thank you for the sub. Then me thank me for the sub because i feel bad when we have like a sub train and someone gifts subs and then it's one of the hosts of the show which is <laughs> kind of rough uh two rounds leonidas 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 yes um zt money urkel 81 actually like someone that's called urkel probably was born in 81 right do you guys even do you Family matters? even understand the reference? Family matters, yeah. Did uh, I okay. do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does anyone under 20 in chat know that reference? That's what I'm... Probably not. Um, Roboco... 
underscore ch. That's a gifted sub. Then Sparky's Shocker and Roy Boy TV. Thank you for the subs, guys. Much appreciated. Awesome. Uh, no new uh, five-star iTunes review, but a great way to support the show is just to uh, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, make sure to leave a little comment so that your name shows up, and then we'll thank you on the next show. And a big thank you to our patron producers, Battlecrab Pin Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha67, Coochie Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Beans, and Rex Zane. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate you a ton. Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch. Other than that, uh, we're going to be back Wednesday with Coach for the Houston Outlaws Dream. Going to come on and um, basically it's going to be great because he can tell us how dumb we are in real time. Yeah. Oh, and he will. If it's you if you don't know Dream, he will. He will let. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. 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 It'll be, You'll like be, Dream. You'll like Dream Chat. Trust. Well, they, Dream's been on Dream's the show before. Are they? Yep. Was I there? No, I don't remember. All right. My, my memory is horrible, man. Jesus. Way to go. Well, way to go. But yes, we do. We are excited for. Yeah, it was like maybe like episode 30 ish. Yeah. Uh, it was a while ago. Uh, yes, guys, shout out to the week. Where can people find you? As always, on GG Recon, just put out an article sort of recapping what happened this weekend, both from an uh, ecosystem point of view. Like addressing the the player games and all the good stuff that happened there, and also gameplay point of view, and basically summed up while we're ready to heal. Well, why this? Gave you a little hint at the end. Maybe people picked up on it. Maybe they didn't. Um, I'm I'm not going like as far as to say that the future is looking bright, but we got a little light at the end of the tunnel where it's like. Nice. Okay. This is where we walk towards sternly. And um, in contrast, it's just like a very pleasant experience that way. So I I think I have 10, 10, 10 little uh, takeaways from the main melee uh, that I outlined, which are live on GG Recon. Sweet. Joe, as for you. This week, got a little bit of Valorant coming. Another team to profile. Another unsigned team that needs uh, needs a home. So we're going to be touching on them. But in terms of Overwatch, we're getting a, a very familiar face. If you're familiar with my content, there will be a piece about him. And somebody who still is kind of left with an empty trophy case yeah. that did not necessarily perform, but is still a fantastic player and looking at their struggles. So you can let your imagination run wild. And that's what's coming this week. Sweet. Um, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. It's all there. Shows are posted on youtube.com slash Kick Tripod if you want to check those out. Otherwise, um, we'll see. We're still waiting to hear on partner. Um, also, Eric was so great to point out that we do have game night on Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right after Spike Drop, which is our Valorant show. If you like what we talk about here and want to hear it but translated into Valorant terms... Uh, you can check that out on Fridays at noon right here at twitch.tv slash kicktripod or youtube.com slash spike drop. Other than that, I don't think we have anything else to say or do. We're going to go and we will be back right after the music for a little bit of a post show. Hang out with y'all. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. All right, we're out of your chat. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. 
for episode 105 and Dream on Wednesday. Bye-bye.